Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Happy Monday, as much as that's possible. After watching four teams play for the right to go to the Super Bowl, and one of them not being the Green Bay Packers. Woo, that was rough. It was rough yesterday watching those games, knowing the Packers should have been playing, if not for a few things that went awry against the San Francisco 49ers who are now playing in the Super Bowl themselves after coming back against the Detroit Lions. I'm sure you all watched it. 56 million people did, apparently, which is insane. The biggest audience for an NFC Championship game since 2012. But, you know, football, it's a dying sport, right? Um, Now, it was great to watch those games. It was great to uh, mix it up with you all yesterday, pregame chats. Uh, Thanks so much for hopping on yesterday. Uh, looking ahead, the Packers still not, uh, no news yet as far as the defensive coordinator position goes. Um, no kind of new news at all as far as um, additional interviews or additional requests for interviews. Pretty quiet on that front. We'll have to see what the rest of the week uh, unfolds like. But uh, right now, all quiet on the D.C. front. Um, but when it comes to the defense, I, I put up a video a little bit uh, earlier today regarding Brian Gutekunst and his need to be ruthless when turning over the defensive side of the ball, uh, the roster there, in need of some pretty significant reinforcements, uh, including a running mate for Quay Walker, who I think, as the video, the title of the chat suggests, I think he's a star in waiting. Uh, I don't doubt for a moment that people will look at this season as somewhat of a disappointment uh, for Quay. Um, I don't think it is, but I understand why some fans might view it that way. I think getting a new defensive philosophy in the building, asking him to perhaps attack the line of scrimmage a little bit more, but certainly uh, unlocking some of his potential that is undoubtedly there. There were certainly games this year where you saw him flying around sideline to sideline. You'd love for him to hold on to a few more of those interceptions. He finished the year with only one, but as we all recall, the pick six against the Bears in week one. But man, he had his hands on five others four of which were essentially right to him that he should have you know, come down with. There's no doubt about it. But um, even outside of that, uh, the guy is a rocket from sideline to sideline and does arrive in a bad mood. And occasionally, yes, some of the more powerful backs in the league can take him for a ride uh, past the line of scrimmage. That's one of the reasons why it was somewhat surprising where the Packers selected him where they did in the first round. I know he had been projected coming into that draft to go – Uh, a bit later than that, but you can see the potential there and you can see um, something that's not too dissimilar to what we've seen from uh, Patrick Queen in Baltimore, a guy who really came on in a new scheme and with some new running mates around him. And I'm not saying that's a perfect kind of parallel, but it's just a reminder that, you know, Queen struggled pretty mightily his first couple of years in the league. And I don't think you could say Quay has struggled. Uh, but he's on the precipice. I think if he gets a, a you know a coordinator running a scheme that allows him to flow a little bit more freely and utilizes his uh, athleticism, especially when it comes to getting after the quarterback or even um, allowing him to uh, shoot the gap in, on certain run calls, I think you're going to look at a guy who's going to take everything he's done in these first two seasons and only become a force multiplier. I think he is ready to be a star. And I don't, uh, I, I hope everyone marks the tape 
and throws this back at me next season uh, if that is not the case, because I think he is about, uh, again, a lot of things have to fall into place, but the potential is there. And I'm really excited for Quay Walker heading into 2024. How is everybody? Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody in the comment section already mixing it up. Oh, of course, Brandy's here. How are you, Brandy? We're talking defense, so of course, Brandy's here. Peter, how are you, man? Thanks for the super chat. Would you have kicked a field goal up 14 to 3? Would I have kicked a field goal up 14 to 3? Probably not. That's just me. Uh, but, you know, I'm a moron with a YouTube channel, not a head coach of the NFL of an NFL team. But yeah, I probably would I probably would have gone for it, not kicked a field goal. Sandy, how are you? What's your opinion on the Parker rumors? I know Sandy, it's interesting, right? We got a whole bunch of activity on Twitter on Saturday and nothing since. And like I talked about yesterday, I, I mentioned it in my uh Sunday chat. Um you know, it's not I'm not denigrating or or dismissing anything that you know, I know there were a few people who put stuff out there about a potential offer to Parker and things of that nature. But until I hear something from, you know, the the regulars, as it were, whether it's Rob Domofsky, um, even, you know, hell, uh, Jason Wildey, Bill Huber, somebody on the beat, Tom Silverstein, Ryan Wood, or even nationally, you know, maybe Tom Pelissero or, God forbid, Adam Schefter. Those are the folks I'm going to look to, you know. And I say that as someone who, you know, tried to break some Darren Waller news back in the day, which was correct and proved to be correct, came out over time that I was right. But uh, I understand and I know what you go through when you put stuff like that out there and how freaking awful the Internet can be to you when you do that. So I'm not here to pile on anybody, um, not saying that they're lying or they, they don't know anything, but I'm sure they've been told things and they're kind of putting that news out there, so to speak. But um, I always kind of reserve myself until I see it from one of the professionals. That's just me. It's just how I roll. Uh, she said, Joey, how you doing, man? McDuffie, linebacker two next to Quay. I like McDuffie. I think he's really improved, but I don't see him as a full-time starter. I certainly like him as a rotational piece and definitely as a depth piece. You've seen him come in a number of times for both Quay and Devondre Campbell when they've been injured, but I think you need a much higher ceiling. Um, that's not to say he can't be serviceable and he can't help you win because he certainly can. He's shown that, but the ceiling has to be higher. And the standard has to be higher. And that's not to denigrate him as a player. He certainly, like I said, he's valuable. All players have value, um, but I don't see him as a long-term starter. Uh, at inside backer. Mimsy, what's up? Two missed kicks robbed us of Green Bay versus Buffalo. Hashtag small market. I mean, the the margins are razor thin in the NFL in general, but especially when it's a winner go home game, got to make your kicks, no doubt. Dustin, how you doing, man? Does it hurt more knowing we'd be Super Bowl bound? Yes, it hurts more. Of course it hurts more. The fact that the Packers had a realistic chance of playing in this Super Bowl. Yes, it hurts. And yes, the chance was realistic. They had the 49ers on the ropes, couldn't close the deal, much like the Detroit Lions. And then the Detroit Lions, if they had if Packers had won playing in Detroit, we already showed we could go toe to toe with them in that building. 
They're not saying it would have been automatic, but we certainly could have beat them. There's not a team in the league this year, the way the Packers are playing down the stretch, that they couldn't beat. There's no doubt about that in my mind. So, yes. Yes, it hurts. No doubt about it. JP, what's going on? And that's why they're the Lions. I like the Packers' place in the NFC right now with a lot of recent contenders getting older and expensive. I hear you, JP. Um, There's no doubt that the Lions and the Packers are going to be duking it out for the NFC North probably next season and maybe for you know, the foreseeable future. I think the Vikings got a lot of work to do and the bears are the bears. So God knows they they have all this ammo as far as draft picks and free agency dollars, but we know they're the bears and they'll screw it up. I, I kid, I kid somewhat, but really, but yes, uh, that's why they're the lions. I mean, letting people down one last time in the city of Detroit, way to go, Dan Campbell. Uh, it's not all on Dan Campbell. It's not all on Dan Campbell. I, I know Dan's catching all sorts of hell today, but man, he didn't fumble when you needed to kind of quiet the crowd and right the ship and go on a drive and try and take back momentum. Your rookie running back fumbles first goes the wrong way on the handoff and then fumbles, um, which I think is exactly where that game turned on its head. But he also didn't drop a pass on third down like Reynolds or a couple other passes, or an interception go through his hands and hit his face mask, you know? Players had plenty of opportunities to take that game in the second half for the Lions and just came up short. Really felt like that moment got to them. You know, the 49ers, for everyone who wants to talk about, oh, you know, yes, they they had to come from behind in both of those playoff games. Man, moment never looked too big for them, and they never panicked at any point. There's something to be said for that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Joe, what's going on, man? Any chance of a new DC turning Savage into a reclamation project or is Savage just what we've seen? I think he's what we've seen, man. I talked about this in the video I put up this morning. I Look, I understand there's familiarity there and he's going to know the route when it comes to what Green Bay is asking of its players. He's been in the program. It's all he's ever known, having been drafted by them, right? But man, you got to get better on the back end. You have to get better at safety. I don't care how warm blanket security he might be. They have to be better. And he certainly improved as this season went on. I thought towards the end of the year, he was playing his best ball. But you still saw the missed tackles. You still saw the dropped interceptions. You need much better from your safety group than we saw this season and from Darnell Savage. And I don't say that to, you know, say in any way, shape, or form that he can't play in the NFL. I think he can. But if the Green Bay Packers want to win a championship, they've got to improve there. Now, If he hits free agency, as he is about to, and he is out there for, say, you know, three, four weeks, what have you, going into the kind of the back end of free agency, and they can sign him to a very minimal team-friendly contract, it might make some sense to bring him back in that capacity as an uber-depth piece. But that's it. And I don't know if he'll even accept that, but you have to force yourself to get better if you're Green Bay. 
You have to absolutely have to, especially at safety. Um, John, what's up, man? Dan Campbell hits on 19 when playing blackjack. Very possible. Very possible. TKM, good to see you at your post, man. Nags, just a quick appreciation for getting us through the season and off season. Are you going to the combine? Go pack go. Um, most likely. Uh, still up in the air regarding our plans. We're probably going to be doing something, hopefully, with uh, 97.3 The Game. Uh, regards to Billy and myself going to Indy and giving you guys the goodness from there. But um, still working on those plans. But yes, most likely we'll be in Indy for the Combine. Very excited to do so. You guys know it's one of my favorite events every single season. Love getting to see everybody from around the NFL throughout that week in Indy. Always a good time. Pac-Man, what's going on? My friend's pretty down. His cat and lions both passed in the same week. Was a good kitty. R.I.P. Hashtag kneecaps. Hashtag go pack go. Man, that's some passive aggressive gold right there. Well done, Pac-Man. Ed Pierce, how you doing? Why when an offensive player stiff arms is the face masking never called? In all my years, I've only seen that called once on an offensive player. I remember it being called too. And yes, no, it's, it's very rarely called, but mostly because they don't grab it. They're taught and coached. You put your hand in the mask, on the mask, like flat. You don't grab it. And even if you grab it at times, you won't get called. But if you twist it, that's when there's a potential for a flag, even though even in that case, I've seen it go uncalled. But more often than not, as long as you're flat to the mask, you're fine. Even sometimes when you grow, most times when you grab it, you're fine. You, but you twist it, that's when you're going to get the flag. But yeah, you know, you know, all of the rules are designed to help the offense. We know this. This is not new. This is the NFL. This is how they exist. Well, let's see what else we got here, folks. Don't want to miss any super chats. Uh, Matt says, good rookie class in Detroit. I'd throw up Goots to compare, maybe. I think both GM, Holmes and Gutekunst, had outstanding drafts this year. And it's interesting because you look at Brian Branch and how important he's been to that Lions defense, and they have him because of a trade with the Packers. And I know lots of Packers fans wanted Brian Branch, but I'll take what they ended up with as a result of that trade. But yeah, very good. And that's why I say, I think for this next year and probably the next few years, it's going to be fun watching the Packers and Lions duke it out for the division because I think that's the battle. No doubt about it. Uh, Campbell and Bakhtiari both might be dead cap money. Brandy, there's a chance. Most certainly. Um, I think... As I talked about in my video this morning, I think there's a decent chance they make uh, Devondre Campbell a June 1st cap casualty. Um, there's got to be some maneuvering there, uh, roster bonuses and whatnot. Um, but I suspect that's the route they'll go. If and when they do that, yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be on the the cap next year, dead money wise. As far as Bakhtiari goes, and there's so much to go there. We talked about this, I think, yesterday, but maybe on Friday. Um, first and foremost, we have to find out if and when he's healthy. And then when that occurs and he's right as rain and they know it, then they've got to make some decisions, especially when it comes to, you know, the cap hit he's set to have next season is astronomical. They've got to do something about that. Um, they're not going to cut him because that would be dropping a bomb on their cap. Uh, perhaps they trade him if they can find a trade partner who is able to work with him on the contract. But uh, there's a long way to go there. Peter, what's going on, man? Which 
Packer rookie will make the biggest jump from year one to year two? Ooh, getting in early with this question. Biggest jump from year one to year two. That is a very good question. Um, is is it cheating if I say Grant Dubose? Because he didn't play this year, and I still think he's really talented and looked very promising when he finally got on the field this summer. Might be a cheat, but I think that's the answer. Uh, Carrie Bishop, what's up? Thanks for watching on Facebook. Nags, will coach interview all week for defensive coordinator and pick from a variety of very good guys? Who is your favorite? Um, I've said, you know, pretty regularly, I, my, I love the idea of Christian Parker. Um, I know there, there are lots of cases to be made for each one of these candidates. I think Babich is probably the low-key guy who would come in and make the biggest noise and or kind of shake things up the most, um, which I wouldn't hate. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I just want a different approach on defense when it comes to play style. I don't care about the scheme as much as I do. What is being asked of these guys down in and down out. That to me is the a number one thing that needs to change in green Bay. And I'm really hoping whoever comes in is able to do that. Uh, as far as, oh, Kerry, and as far as will coach interview all week for the defense coordinator, I assume he'll be interviewing for the next couple days will it be all week i i couldn't tell you um i said i think it was last start of last week that i suspected that we, we, he would take this week um and probably maybe get a higher done by the end of the week but um, that's why the saturday uh tweets uh talking about how parker had been offered the job kind of surprising to me but you never know like lafleur said when he came to dismissing uh joe uh, Joe Barry, you know, he's going to go at his own pace. We'll see what that pace is. Uh, is Anthony Johnson Jr. part of the solution at safety? Aaron Picard, that is an excellent question. The thing to remember about Johnson is how much change he had to go through as far as learning the position from what he was asked to do in college to what he's being asked to do in the pros um, and in this defense in particular. Now, who knows what the next scheme is and how he might fit there. But um, going back to my conversation with Justice Mosqueda this past offseason, you know, talking about how at college he was running basically essentially a three safety system where there were three safeties on the field for most downs, you know, and going from that to playing, you know, what the Packers are playing and what most NFL teams are playing. It's very, very different. So, yeah, I think there's a chance he could emerge and become hopefully something of a solution there. Um, it's no guarantee, obviously, and you can't count on it. Hope is not a plan, right? They have to continue to address that position. Nathan says, I'd like the next DC to be someone young and feisty. Feisty is always good at the podium, but I don't care if they're feisty. I just care about their communication and being able to teach their charges what is being asked of them. Uh, all the best coaches are good teachers. And I think, yes, there's something to be said for tone and things of that nature. But, I mean, you, you've you got to be able to communicate and you got to be able to teach these guys. That, to me, is probably number one. And that extends to play style, right? This is the teaching moment where we get a chance to reset things in Green Bay. Hopefully, whoever comes in seizes that opportunity. 
Uh, Brett says, Brett, Steve Spagnuolo was 10 and 38 as a head coach with the Rams and had two of the worst statistical defenses in NFL history as a defensive coordinator in 2012 and 2015. Now look what he's done in KC. Brett, I'm glad you brought that up because it always makes me smile when people, especially on national broadcasts and on the internet, talk about how great he is, which he is. He is a great coach. But man, to your point, there were a couple of years there where people were trying to run him out of the league. You know, he did have some poor years as a defensive coordinator. Like, people have seemingly forgot that. And, yes, he wasn't the answer as a head coach. But he is so clearly a very good, if not great, defensive mind. You know, and it's weird to think about how he was kind of at the pinnacle of the profession as a defensive coordinator, which is what allowed him to get hired as a head coach. And then when he went back to being a defensive coordinator, did kind of, kind of, you know, try to find his way for a bit. But now with Kansas City, man, he's really found his groove again. There's no doubt about it. Not that that helped against the Packers and Matt LaFleur, who beat him up. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Chris Jones make a lot of people look good. Soder, he does. It helps to have talent. There's no doubt. But if you win a Super Bowl, you're going to have talent. There's zero doubt about that. You know? I mean, when they beat Tom on the Giants, which he was, you know, coordinating, beat the uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl of their up until then undefeated year, you know, helps to have Michael Strahan, right? I mean, yes, most championship teams are going to have some quality talent. It's part of the game, usually. Kraft, mm. the best all-around football player I've seen in a long time in Green Bay, especially as a rookie. Pete, that's interesting. I, it's He's by far and away the most improved player on the Packers this season. I think second would be Rasheed Walker. But to my eyes, and what we saw this summer in training camp compared to what he was doing at the end of the year, it's no contest. He was absolutely outstanding down the stretch and pretty much every facet of the game in a way where he was just lost in training camp and in the preseason and early in the year. But, man, yes, he became a pretty damn good-looking football player, and it is only his rookie season. Here's hoping, man. He attacks the offseason and comes back ready to go because he could be pretty damn special if he continues on this trajectory. No doubt about it. Uh, sign Jeremy Chin, then trade up to draft Kareem Kitchens. Packers will have top five defense. Man, I love the idea of Jeremy Chin, but no way they pay that kind of money because Chin's going to get bank and free agency and it's not going to be from green bay i keep seeing antoine winfield jr or jeremy chin guys guys this is the green bay packers they're going to pick over like the second probably third wave of free agency and they're going to draft people they're still not out of the woods when it comes to the cap and this is not mickey loomis running things it's not the saints trying to like circumvent the cap to get drew Brees back to the super bowl you know, or even Brian Gutekunst kicking the can the way he did to try and get back there with Aaron Rodgers. They are going to be very, very judicious about where they spend that free agency dollar, and they are going to draft the hell out of some players. Take all the guys on the top of your list when it comes to free agency and just cross them off because they're not coming to Green Bay. Corey Krenz, thanks for being a Carry the G Club member. Nags, have they interviewed Wink Martindale? If not, I hope Anthony Weaver. Also, what should Goot go after in free agency? Um, supplemental talent in free agency, depth talent, most likely. He's going to find most of his starters and, you know, 
frontline guys in the draft. Uh, as far as the other guys, no, not that I have seen as far as not even they haven't interviewed Wink Martindale. They haven't requested an interview. And as far as Anthony Weaver, I don't think he's been on any lists either. Sorry, you're 0 for 2 on that one. Uh, Aaron, is there an argument to say the window is now? We have three years of paying these fantastic skill positions players very little. It's why I think we do pay a safety, albeit not top dollar. I get what you're thinking, and I understand it. It's just not how the Packers operate. I mean, could they break the mold? Sure. If there's a player out there that they think is supremely special. But it is traditionally not how Brian Gutekunst thinks. It's not how the Packers organization operates. And to your point, yeah, there's zero question that they have a window opening for them especially with this kind of group of talent on offense that is all on are all on rookie deals. You want to win now, no doubt about it, but they're not going to do things like go way outside their norm when it comes to the salary cap or free agency or what have you just to try and capitalize on that. If that were the case, they would have moved off Aaron Rodgers a lot sooner to take advantage of Jordan Love's contract. That's not how they work. It's not how they view things. I mean, Look, and there's no reason they can't still win doing it that way. They can take advantage of this window by winning, which I suspect they're going to do a lot of. Mimsy, what's up? Am I spoiled, or does it feel like like these playoffs were the least exciting in memory? Maybe three competitive games and a retread Super Bowl. 2024 is ours. Mimsy, I think you're just jaded because the Packers didn't get to the Super Bowl. I love this playoff run from the NFL. I mean, I'm just a sucker for NFL football, especially when all the best teams are playing. So maybe that's just me. I mean, I thought the wild card round the last couple years was pretty atrocious. But this year I had a lot of fun. Maybe it's because the Packers kicked the Cowboys' ass, and that was good times. But, yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I did not feel that way this year. Ty, what's up? Thanks for watching on X. What do you think or hope will happen with Dylan? I hope he's back on a team-friendly deal. I think he's probably going to walk. I would be surprised if the Packers were able to come to an agreement prior to free agency. I think he'll test the market, and I think someone will pay him. Now, we'll see as far as, you know, being the mayor of Door County, and maybe the Packers are able to pull on those heartstrings and get him to take a ridiculously team-friendly deal. I suspect you know, he's going to strike while the iron's hot. Being able to hit free agency for the first time as an NFL player, you got to take advantage of that when you can. You can still keep your house in Green Bay, Door County, whatever. Go make that money and then go retire in Green Bay or Door County or wherever, right? So, yeah, I hope he's back. I doubt it, though. I think he'll probably hit the market and sign with someone else. But we'll see. Hey, I could get done here and there'll be a tweet from Pelissero saying that he's resigned. They've hit an extension. Kyle Love, thanks for the super chat. Nags, any thoughts on the Packers making a splash in free agency this year? Jonathan Allen. Guys, I'm going to keep saying it. Take all the names, most of the ones that you recognize at the top of your free agency list, whether that's from PFF or ESPN or wherever, just cross them off. No, I don't think they're going to make a splash in free agency. Maybe in 2025, not 2024. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I want an aggressive defense, please. Will, congratulations. You've hit cliche bingo. No, I'm kidding. 
I mean, we all want an aggressive defense, right? That's the nature of defense. You want to smash them face in and like get them behind the sticks and sack their quarterback. And that's all well and good until you're Bob Slowick and you're sending all these blitzes that people get down on tape after week one and just take advantage of the rest of the year. It's not just always about being aggressive, uh, judicious pressure, muddying the picture. There was a play in the NFC championship game yesterday, which was the epitome of what I wish Joe Barry would have done more of and rarely seemed to do where you saw Goff expecting man coverage because he ran, there was a guy going in motion pre-snap this is in the fourth quarter, I think. And somebody went with him, and you thought, okay, I got man. They get to a man beater. They try and run some kind of mesh and the 49ers recognized it, got out of it and played a zone and Goff didn't ever go with the football, had to get outside the pocket and threw an incomplete pass. Those are the things where it's like, that's not pressure, right? That's not sending a blitz, but that's muddying the picture for the quarterback. That's taking what he expected and turning it on its head. And that's so rarely happened under Joe Barry. That's what I want for whoever comes in next. Yes, I want quarterback on the ground. I'd love more pressure. I'm all for it, but it's much more about keeping the quarterback guessing and making it a hell of a lot harder to know where to go with the football and what to do on any given down. Unlike, you know, Baker Mayfield coming in and having a perfect pass rating because we never adjust and he knows exactly where to go with the ball on every single down because it's pretty easy. Porkmaster, how you doing, man? Coworker said, we need an Adam Venateri kicker. I said we can check the Adam Venateri store after we check the Sterling Sharp store. He didn't get it. It is kind of funny how people, it's kind of like the draft industrial complex, right? When they're all kind of getting their player comps. You ever notice how when you look at draft coverage and people do player comps, it's always like really good players. It's never like, oh, he compares to this guy who really sucked in the NFL. I mean, I, I feel it. People want quality. It's all good. All right, buddy. I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 